Hey everyone, you're tuned in to Unfiltered Black Hottie, a podcast about whatever the F I want. Join me, T. Sharon, every Wednesday at 6 p.m. for conversations about everything from true crime to conspiracies to social media bullshit, everything black, and a whole lot more from an unfiltered black hottie's perspective. Enjoy your earful and catch up with us on our social media platforms. Follow us on Instagram at Unfiltered Black Hottie, Twitter, You Black Hottie. Join the conversation on Facebook at Unfiltered Black Hottie Podcast. You can listen to the show on your favorite places to listen to podcasts, including Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. Get all this info and everything else you could possibly need about the show at www.ublackhottie.com, including ways to support the show like Patreon or Buy Me a Chai. Unfiltered Black Hottie welcomes everyone, but isn't for everyone. Some topics may be sensitive or triggering to certain listeners. Most episodes do have curse words sprinkled throughout. That's your warning. Now let's get to it. Hey y'all, hey. Welcome back to another episode of Unfiltered Black Hottie. I like that one. That wasn't too sexy. It wasn't too seductive for y'all. First things first, before I get into the episode, I just want to send my love and condolences to like, sort of like an extended family. Um, an amazing up-and-coming rapper from my city, Devin Swain, was murdered on the 31st on New Year's Eve. Someone, some hating ass person bust up in his family celebration and killed him pretty much. Um, I just want to send my love and condolences to the Cox and Swain family. Nanya, we all love you. This has really like rocked my city. Like it's going crazy. Like I can't believe everybody's so shocked because Devin was a real life good dude. And I literally watched this dude. Him and my brother are close in age. And I can remember my aunt leaving us all at the house, and I'm the oldest, and her being like, T.T., watch them. And me acting like I was the boss of them, like, trying to whoop them or whatever. (laughs) So, yeah, that really hurt. I want to, again, send my family, send my extended family, the Cox and Swains, Nanya, Sierra, Daquan, um, Sanaya, Dayla, Don Cameron, who's also an amazing artist. I'm going to link some of, obviously, I'm going to link some of their information um, in the show notes. But yeah, um, I love you guys and I'm praying for y'all. So now I want to get into the show. Chicago is serious. Real, real serious. Now, before I even get into the episode, if you're from Chicago and you're listening to this, do not shoot me. Okay, I was there a couple weeks ago, a couple months ago. I was acting crazy at a J. Cole concert. Yes, I was throwing up my hood. No, I was not thinking. No, I do not want to die. Don't kill me, Chicago people. Now, I can remember because, you know, I grew up outside of Indianapolis. We would meet Chicago guys all the time, like 
all the time. Most times they were here on the run and would end up causing more trouble here and get locked up here or go on the run again. And like clockwork, another Chicago dude would pop up within a couple days. Them niggas was coming like buses, you hear me. Now, crime in Chicago is not some down-low-ass thing. Unfortunately, it's the norm. I have a t-shirt that says Chicago, murder, weather, sports. Because that's what the city is known for. A lot of, you know, they forgot music, but I let that slide because I didn't want to get shot. Chicago's nickname is Chirac, like Chicago in Iraq. Fucking Iraq. Not to jump ahead in this story, but one of the summers that I talk about in this story, during the summer, there were like 300 murders and 500 that year. I can remember going to an event called the Taste of Chicago, and we'd actually um, were outside, but it was like inside of like an area that was kind of roped off or taped off or whatever for that event, and we could hear like all these gunshots, and then all of a sudden they were forbidding people to come in or leave, and they wouldn't let people leave because right outside the wall there was a gang war happening. Yes. A gang war. And I don't even think they do that event the same. So much um, in doing research for this episode, I was talking about, I was looking at a King Bomb video, and he was talking about how he does not perform in Chicago because all the violence, blah, blah, blah. He's a part of violence. We're going to get into that, though. But anyway, imagine that being your life, like, every day. It's hard to think that, that that type of violence is in Chicago, one of the greatest cities in the United States, one of my favorite places to visit. And it's not like in some crazy ass off country like, you know, Iraq. This story is about the life of Jakira Barnes. Well, obviously, today's episode is about Jakira Barnes, <laughs> a young Chirac shooter from the south side of Chicago. K.I., Kyra, or Lil Snoop was born Jakira. June 21st, 1997 in Chicago. Now, I found some stuff that said June. I'm sorry, January 21st. I also saw August the 21st. Um, On a police report, I saw January. But I could have swore I found her brother's Instagram page because she has a twin brother, spoiler alert. Um, And it said that he posted a happy birthday to them. And when I tried to go back and double check and find the Instagram page, I couldn't find it anymore. So, but I could have swore his was in August. So that's that. So she has a twin brother named George and their dad was killed on Easter Sunday in their front yard in front of them. He got shot in the head with an AK-47 on some gang shit. Like, God damn. She also has another sister and another brother. She grew up living with her mom and grandmother. Her mom's name is Chantel Chandel Brown, Chantel Brown, and her grandma. They all lived on the south side of Chicago in the Woodlawn area. So let me give y'all like a visual of the Woodlawn area. So if you're looking at a map, on the left-hand side is like some projects, and it's Parkway Gardens. That's the area of the Black Disciples, King Bond, Keith Chief, Lil Dirk and Michelle Obama um, all come from that neighborhood. That's the projects, like the buildings or whatever. Um, when I was looking up into this, I found an article that said that King Von's grandfather was the person who started the Black Disciples. I'm going to look more into that, and I'm going to have that on the bonus episode about um, 
this type of bullshit, you know. So now on the opposite side of that street, like the right side, it's a neighborhood, like like neighborhoody, like houses. That's the area of the gangster disciples. Now, in the only thing that separates these streets, and this is like really fucked up, these rival rival neighborhoods are separated by a street. What street might you ask? Yeah, you guessed it. MLK. It's so obvious and strategic how Martin Luther King Drive, Street, or Boulevard is always smack dab in the middle of the fucking drama. But I'm going to get into that on another episode, too, because we see y'all white people. Sorry, that was kind of harsh. But y'all get what I'm saying. Now, early on, Ja'Kyra was a good student. She was so good in math that she went to the Charter Perspective Math and Science Academy. She graduated from eighth grade there. She wasn't, like, in any major trouble at school or anything like that. And she got suspended one time, but it was for being disrespectful. I'm assuming to a teacher. Other than that, during her school years, her mom said she was a tomboy who loved tacos and the Disney Channel. And that she really didn't mess with nobody unless they messed with her. She said she was sweet. Now, when I first heard that, I thought, really, mom? But at the same time, when she was home, I'm sure she was one person. And when she was outside of the house, she was another person. Like, at the height of her thuggish, ruggish bone day, she was at, like, 5,000 followers, which in 2014, 2013, 2012, 2011, around those times, that was a lot of followers. That was, like, a hell of a lot of followers. She would be an influencer. Like, if you had that many followers then, just imagine how many you would have now. So somewhere in between 8th and ninth grade, she got arrested for shooting or pointing a firearm. Um, she was hanging out with the STL boys. That's the St. Lawrence boys. That is a group, um, of the gangster disciples, like a, like a subgroup or whatever. I'm not really into gangs, so yeah. (laughs) Now they were named after a street in the GD territory. She went to jail or juvenile for a few days and came out a motherfucking thug. Now she never served no time or anything for this. But she was picked out of a lineup by a witness. I'm thinking either one of two things. The police really didn't care, so they didn't pursue it. Or two, the witness never showed up. And because she's black and in Chicago and this shit is the norm, it could be both. You know what I'm saying? The police don't care and the witness didn't show up. No, So now at this point, she's running around with the St. Lawrence boys. She like fucking 13 years old, y'all. Can y'all imagine being a 13-year-old little girl? Running around with a real-life gang. Girl, you are 13. Have you even started your period? Like, what the heck? Now, she was 13 at the time, and Shondell Tuka Gregory was 15. Tuka was like the man in their hood. He had supposedly killed a couple people. He was, you know, a real deal hitter type shit. Now, he was at a bus stop, and he called his mom at 608 to saying, to tell her that he was getting on the bus. He was on his way home. The police called his mama at 6.15 saying he he had been killed. That came out all wrong. It was like... (laughs) But yeah, so within like not even 10 minutes later, you know, he had got killed. While he was waiting at the bus stop, a car pulled up. Some words were exchanged and the passenger got out and killed Tuka. In one of King Von's songs, he actually talked about how his homeboy sent Tuka running from the bus stop. So, there you have it. Apparently, it was a retaliatory killing for a BD member, black disciple member, 
Eddie. I was about to say Eddie Kendrick. <laughs> Eddie Ty Walker. Now, I guess Tuka had plenty of clout. Like, plenty of clout. At 15, he had so much clout. And he was a real deal shooter in that neighborhood. That they renamed the neighborhood Tukaville. Yeah. Tukaville. And, like, the gangs, like, the sub-gangs, like the FBG boys and the STL boys, they also took on the name Tuka Gang. So, at this time... Kyra, or K-I, she also changed her Facebook name to Tukaville Killer. Now, some time goes on, and here comes the memes. Yes, Facebook or Instagram or just memes. Now, to, back in the day, they was really whack. They had some uh, a meme of Tuka in a casket that said, Fuck Tuka, fuck Tukaville. They had one that had TP man for like and a roll of toilet paper, toilet paper man. They was just like super disrespectful because they were on his casket. There was one of him standing up that said, "Stop shooting me, I'm dead," as if those were his last words. And it was just like <laughs> an all-out war on social media. Now, mind you, it's a real war going on too. So y'all didn't took the war from the streets to the internet, from the internet to the streets. This shit is ridiculous. So, at this time, K.I. was an official GDSTL gang member, and she was known as a shooter at 14 years old. She's 14, people. 14, and she's a shooter. Like, her hood know that she's a writer. She's going, she's down for the cause, okay? She's throwing up Tukaville and all the pictures and shit. She's just doing the most. She a little thug. So now let's fast forward to August 11, 2011. Odell, or O.D. Perry, was on a bicycle, and he was shot. He got shot in the buttocks and the neck. The bullet that went into his neck, like, went into his neck and came out and then went through his shoulder. After he was killed, K.I. went to Twitter, because she was an internet fool, and she posted a selfie with O.D.'s gun. Now, was she cloud chasing or did she kill him? Well, which was it? There was a little bit of back and forth I saw on the internet between King Von's sister um, and K.I. She was calling K.I. a liar, saying that she was a weirdo for being a clout chaser, pretending that she killed somebody and shit like that. She was basically saying that another dude from the neighborhood named Boss Trail actually did the shooting but it was like nine shots fired so maybe both of them were shooting and they just don't know who killed him but Ky- kyra went over to that dead body and took the gun off that dead body so there's that and after this parkway gardens changed their name to O block y'all used to see um king von with that necklace that said O block motherfucker was nice so by now Y'all, it's an all-out war going on. And this is, like, right outside her 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 front door. Now, she a 14-year-old. These are all the people that you went to kindergarten with, the people that you went to preschool with, the people that you was in elementary with, all the way up until you got to fifth grade. Then you had to make a fucking choice. Like, these people was people that you, your moms are probably friends with these people. You know, y'all moms are probably friends with each other. Yeah, and 
because you live on this side of the street, you got to bang with this gang and you cannot be friends with the people that bang on that side of the street. Don't let your ass need to go to the store on that side of the street. You better sing your mama. <laughs> so after this, uh, let's see, let's see, where are we? So like I said, it's a war going on. Another STL member named Carlton Tutu Archer was killed. Keith Chief later rapped about that. Then an STL member named Lil B was killed by the police. Now, this is when she really got cold hearted. A lot of her friends say she kind of made a turn towards the worst. But if you ask me, she was already slid down the razor board into the alcohol river. I'm sorry, down the razor blade into the alcohol river. Because what are you doing? You living that life. People start calling her um, Snoop, little Snoop after the uh, damn, after the wire. Because she just, she just flipped. She turned into another person. She was really upset about the death of Little B. But like I said, they are 13, 14 years old. So far, the oldest person that's died has been O.D. Perry. And he was 19 at the time. So these are all kids. These are all kids. Like, there's no, not even a recovery time before the next person get killed. She's 14. Imagine the pain and the trauma and the, just how you are just twisted up and turned in. You don't know if you're gay or not because she was studded out, <laughs> you know. Just, she she kind of went to Twitter a lot and expressed her grief. But then she would express her grief, and then be ready to kill something. I saw an A&E documentary about her trying to, like, decode the, um, like, the the breaking period or the time period between when a person is grieving and then they want retaliation. It's, like, two days. And that's how it would be. She would talk shit, like, I want to kill these dudes. I, they didn't kill my boy. And then she would, two days later, be sad about it or vice versa. She would be sad about it, you know, expressing her grief and her, you know, her want for change. And then two days later, she wanted to kill them niggas. It's crazy. Now, through all this people killing, though, she's still doing her thing. She's still out here thugging. She got her little cousin who's 13. He looks up to K.I., she got him out there for the summer robbing older drug dealers. Now, he a little tiny, teeny, tiny dude. He looked like my nephew, who's not even one. <laughs> That's who he looked like. He reminded me of my nephew. But he's like a little boy. He's 13. He's out here robbing the um, older drug dealers in the neighborhood. Now, his mom moved them to western Illinois. The city started with an M. I have to look it up, and I'm sure somebody might correct me. But they moved out of Chicago because of the fucking violence. Now, they back in town for the summer. They back in town. And her little cousin, whose name was Taekwon, he begged his mom if he can go to a party. His big sister, who was 19, and his other sister, who was 13, were also going to the party. Why? I'm sorry. His sister was 16 and 19. Why do I got to take this 13-year-old with me, mom? No, he's not going. I think I would have made the executive decision on that. I'm not about to hang out with my 13-year-old brother at a goddamn party, Mom. No. Nonetheless, she let him go. He went to the party. So he go to the party with K.I. And like I said, he looked up to her. That was his big cousin. She, He was doing a damn thing for her with her. He was throwing up her set. 
and all his um dang on pictures. So he goes to the party. He got shot in the chest. June 24, 2012, this 13-year-old little boy died in his mom's arms outside the party. She said she just held him there, which is some crazy shit. That same weekend, all four other people were killed in Chicago, so it was kind of like, eh, whatever. That same night, she changed her Twitter handle to Taekwon Assassin, which is still on Twitter if y'all want to check that out. Eventually, 23-year-olds Nassan Flowers and Dwayne Chester were both charged in Taekwon's murder. Dwayne was a snitch, and he got seven years for the crime. Nassan got 55 years for the crime. Now, think about that for a moment. Like, I have named O.D., uh, Boss Trail. Uh, who else? I have named Boss Trail, O.D., Little B., Tutu. Um, so many people have gotten killed already. And this is only like a year and a half into the story. This is, she still got, it's, this is a year and a half into this story. This is crazy. So at this point, life is like a murderous fucking blur for Kyra. I mean, it would be for me, too. Damn near all the childhood friends she got are gone or getting killed. These people getting killed every day from just across the street. I mean, left and right, people getting killed. Bam, this person murdered. Bam, this person murdered by the police. This person murdered by the ops. Like, it's all day, every day. She popping perks. She popping Xanax. She's smoking weed. She's drinking like a motherfucker, and she's doing it to boys and girls. I heard she was out there doing it, just doing too much. Like I said, she's literally living in a war zone. By September 2012, a GD rapper who was a part of the um, little clique group, Brick Squad named Lil Jojo. I'm sure y'all all heard him. Now, when I heard of Lil Jojo, I thought that this was just a dude who got murdered. Like a young person, a young up-and-coming rapper that was just in the mix that got murdered. No. Lil JoJo was on that bullshit, too. He made a diss song, and he called out everybody. It went crazy. It really put him on the map for Chicago. Now, I didn't know at the time it was a diss song. I just thought it was a song, and he was popular for it. He even called out the founder of the Black Disciples, one of the founders of the Black Disciples, not King Von's. Um, Papa, but a different one, King Dave. Like, he talked about everybody. He had clout from those songs. He talked shit about everybody. So, in September, this dude tweets his location, you know, at 5.15. By 7 o'clock, he was dead. He tweeted his location, and he said, I'm out here. I'm on my two feet, niggas. Where y'all at? They pulled up on that ass. Now, he had an altercation with Lord Reese and Chief Keefe, and he pulled up on him and his daddy, which I am definitely going to cover in my bonus episode about Chicago drill music. I'm definitely, this shit was so interesting to me that I really, like, fell down a hole into it, and it deserves its own episode. So, like I said, he tweeted his location at 5.15. He was dead by 7 o'clock. A few months later, another rapper who was, like, really close friends with Lil B. I'm sorry, uh, Lil Jojo. Jay Loud was killed for wearing a goddamn Lil Jojo t-shirt. This was, like, this just was crazy. Like, it was just going 
crazy. This was around Christmas time. Actually, he was killed on Christmas. Lil Jojo was killed in September. He had a um, Lil Jojo sweatshirt on on Christmas and got killed. That's the year that there were 500 murders in Chicago. And when I heard these stories, I just heard about the 500 murders in Chicago that summer and Little Jojo, an up-and-coming rapper, being a part of it. I didn't know he was full in on the drill music rap beef. Like, he wasn't even a rapper. He was just so mad at the bullshit that was going on. He just started calling them out on rap songs, and it became popular. People say if he was alive, he was going to be that thing, that thing. But we never know. So, yeah, that sucks. So, after this happened, Kyra supposedly shot at somebody, but they pulled through. Like, she was out here shooting folks. Next thing you know, she on the train, and she get jumped by King Von and his little crew. Then he went home and tweeted immediately after an op dyke getting jumped on the train lacking. Think about it. Now, Ki, Ki, and King Von had a really weird relationship okay looking at their twitters you would think they was like i didn't know if he was just talking shit when he was flirting with her or if he was dead ass but then on that same a and e um documentary that's on hulu he was talking about how he liked her and he wanted to be her boyfriend there was like instances where he tweeted to her and said, like, after all the bullshit was over, you know, he was going to be with her. He was going to take her down. But she would just be like, nigga, you gay because I'm studded out over here. Why is you flirting with me? Which, well, I thought that was kind of weird. But, I mean, to each his own. If He said that he liked her because she was the same as him. She dressed like him. She act like him. You know, they was just the same. So, that was that. So, where am I? Where am I? Where am I? It's kind of weird recording because I'm recording on my phone. So, I don't really... It's just awkward. I don't know. So, yeah, she was calling him gay. Um, He would DM him. He would... They would talk to each other while he was at school. She would talk shit like, oh, you at school, nigga, I'm running the streets. Um, He would tell her that even after she died... He would post saying that he misses old bitch. You know, he missed her. And he even said he admitted in the video in that um, A&E special that he liked her and he wanted to be with her. He wanted to be in a relationship with her. But she, on the other hand, just thought he was trying to get her around so he she could kill him. She didn't think it was nothing, you know, special about what they was doing. It's like these kids didn't mess with who they liked or who they, you know, wanted to get to know. They just um, messed with who the gang allowed, you know. It's crazy. Cause you, I mean, they probably really liked each other, but like he said, when it was over, that's when they was going to get together, like when the gang wars was over. So that's that. Now, at this point, K.I. name was ringing bells in these Chirac streets. Uh, she was in a video um, called Murder that I'm going to talk about in the drill music episode. But she was in that video, bandanaed up, like, turned up, got her gun. The dude rapping even mentioned her. K.I., that's my shooter. K.I., that's my shooter. And it was actually 
it was a thugged out song, but it was like a real deal. That's the heart of drill music type song. So, yeah, I'm going to link that too. So I thought that was pretty cool that like back then it was such good graphics. <laughs> I can't even edit a podcast. So, yeah, there's that. So, like I said, her name is ringing bells in these streets and the police approached her in 2014 after the music video came out. And they told her that, you know, it's targets on your head. We can help you out. And they offered to give her a ride because she was, like, in the territory of a rival gang. Obviously, she was not about to take no ride from the motherfucking police. She would rather take her chances in the neighborhood than get a ride to her own neighborhood from the police. Y'all not about to get me caught up? Uh, No, thanks, but no thanks, capo. Now, blood money. This is Chief Keef's cousin. He's a rapper, a black disciple from Old Block from the 300 set. He was killed. He was shot 10 goddamn times. Now, if you fast forward to some later interviews, FBG Duck and FGB Butter said that Kyra killed him. This is in later interviews after both of these people are dead. So, she supposedly shot this dude nine times. Then a video goes up of her and her friend drinking lean or whatever out of a um uh cup and it's red and they're like he's like thanks Kyra for the blood money and she drinks and she's like sipping on blood money so yeah he was killed on the 9th of April on the 10th she tweeted in the end we all die now on the 11th they were celebrating Boss Trail's birthday because he was dead too. Like, everybody is dead. She tweeted at her location at 12.36 p.m. And at 3.30, she, somebody rolled up on that ass and shot her. Her, FGB Duck, FGB Butter, and two other people was outside. Somebody came up and shot her nine times. She was hit in the neck, the jaw, the chest, both her legs, and she died at 5.45, crawling up some stairs. I remember watching that part in the documentary. There was blood on the stairs. She, like, ran a little bit, and then she tried to climb up some stairs, I guess, to go in someone's house. But she died right there on the steps. This showed her blood and shit on the steps. Now, the alleged killer, that came out in 2020 or 2021. I can't exactly remember. When King Von died. It came out that he was the number one suspect in her murder. The streets had already said that he was the murderer. But like I said, he was tweeting, talking about how he missed her after the fact. It was just some weird shit. So that is the story of Gakaira Barnes. Little Chirac. Yes. Now I got some hella thoughts about this. I think this was an absolutely insane story about a 14-year-old girl. She died when she was 17. So this story took place over five years, I guess. There was like 15 of her friends, close friends that got killed. That's three a year. That's insane. She also was contracted, I read. She was offered, and she shot at um, G Herbo, the rapper. I read she was contracted 10K to kill that nigga. Like, what the hell? The fact that these are actually kids killing each other is what is really despicable. Chicago has got to do better. Like, all everywhere has got to do better. But, like, these are not grown-ups. 
These are not um, 35-year-old. These not even 25-year-old men. The oldest person in this story to die um, in the story, because a lot of these people are dead now. I know I, King Von's dead. Um, FGB Duck is dead. Like, I've named three or four people that have affiliations with these people that are dead. Like, and they none of them live to be, like, 30 I think Blood Money was 30 when he got killed, and he was killed by the damn 16-year-old. She supposedly had killed 17 people by the time she was 17. The police didn't say that. The street said that. So I'm going to say 10 people by the time she was 17, which is crazy. She was, unlike, she was, you know, bisexual. There was a lot of uh, documentaries that said that she slept with a couple guys and then, like, she came into her own and, you know, she came out the closet and she figured out who she was and she started, you know, sleeping with girls. Um, I even read that one of the people that she slept with was King Von's sister. I don't know about that because I don't think they would sleep with each other being from rival gangs. They would go back and forth all the time on Twitter just arguing like girls do. But then her and King Von would argue like a boyfriend and girlfriend do. It's kind of weird. So, yeah, like I said, most of these people are dead now. This is one of the craziest stories I ever came across. Me reciting it back is even weirder, I think. Um, my Alexa just went. Just beeped. I don't know why. But, yeah, this is a crazy story. And it's even crazier because, like, these are kids. When I was 16, I was not trying to shoot nobody. What the hell? I was trying to run to the um, Indianapolis to meet this boy at the mall that I had met from Chicago. <laughs> but yeah, I'm definitely going to have a bonus episode about drill rap because that shit is real. And it has cost so, so, so many people their lives. Again, I'm going to link some of um, Devin's music in the show notes. I'm going to link my Facebook group in the show notes. I was looking at some other people's show notes. Mine got to get beefed up. So I'm going to beef them up this time. So, yeah. Thank you guys for tuning in. As soon as that bonus episode is up, I will let y'all know. I'm going to let y'all know. Drill rap. They be like, uh, I'm going to kill this bitch and I'm going to stick my gun in his face. And then I'm going to go to his mama place and make her run a race. Then I'm going to eat her hot water cornbread. Uh, then I'm going to shoot the daddy in his fucking head. And it be real. It be shit they actually did. Why didn't you shot him in the head over some hot water cornbread? Yes, that shit be real. Rest in peace, little Devin. We love you. You will totally, totally, totally be missed. That's somebody that they did get their flowers while they was here. I know kids who used to be like, oh, my God, little Devin, he at the park. <laughs> and, like, I literally probably changed his diaper type shit. Shout out to y'all. Be good to each other in 2022. Value your own life so in return you will value that of others. Have a great day. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Unfiltered Black Hottie. <laughs> if you enjoyed the show, leave your girl a five-star review and brag on me just a little bit. 
feel free to send in episode suggestions, questions, comments, or concerns, or whatever you want to unfilteredblackhottie at gmail.com. For everything else, as always, check out www.ublackhottie.com.